Well, everyone, this is Jeff with your Dallas Stars Hockey Minute. I'm going to do quite a bit of these uh, Dallas Stars podcasts throughout the next 15 games, considering we're close to the end of the playoffs. We'll be talking about, you know, our ability to score, where we're going to end up in the seeding, who we're going to end up playing at the end of the playoffs, are we good enough to win the Stanley Cup, There'll be a lot of wonderful topics as we go along through this journey together. And for those that maybe not watch a lot of hockey in their life, maybe we can get you interested and excited in this wonderful sport that I think is the best sport in the world. Thank you so much for being a part of my new podcast, and hopefully you're all having an outstanding day. Hello fellow Dallas Stars Hockey fans, this is Jeff with the Dallas Stars Hockey Minute. Um, Before we get started, I just want to remind people, if you're interested in my podcast, I'll probably do this before and after the show. Um, If you go to Anchor, uh, which is the website that I use and the the app that I use to do these podcasts, um, there's a place to subscribe below in that app if you're interested. Anyway, this is going to be the second uh, uh, show of the two for the division uh, preview for the Central Division. Well, I want to start with the I want to start with the Minnesota Wild. Um, the reason I'm doing this is because there's a lot of connection between the Dallas Stars and the Minnesota Wild. Um, number one, obviously, Ryan Suter is now a Dallas Star. You know, one of the great defensemen that Minnesota had forever, and we signed him for a four-year deal. And that is actually going to be an incredible part of our chances to make the Stanley Cup final, in my opinion. He's a great two-way defenseman, great leader. And the other is um, last year's battle um, between Kirill the Thrill and Jason Robertson for the Calder Trophy. Um, Jason. Carell won the Calder, um, uh, you know, best rookie um, in the NHL. Uh, Jason Robertson came very close, but there's a couple things that I want to talk about. Is I think that Carell was a better scorer. I think he is a pure scorer. I think he had better tools for that. Um, but I also think that Jason only had about a half a season. They brought him up late, and I think that if he had a full season, he would have probably shown that premise as well but the thing about Jason Robertson for Dallas that I love so much is I, th- I still think he's a more complete player um, than Carell is right now not saying that in time they both turn out to be phenomenal players but there were things about Jason's game that I loved he played very good defense he passed well he's very fast on the skates um, he could score too but I mean the things that he did that weren't on the statistics that weren't scored in the scorecard um i think far outweighed what krill did but i also know when it comes to these awards they're looking at a lot of flash they're they want to see goals they want to see points they want to see things of that nature so of course the overall game of a player uh, isn't always going to translate to a trophy, but I felt like Jason's the more complete player than Carell is. And, you know, 
otherwise the team's pretty much the same team that have I mean the only thing that changed was that that big change the, the other you know the big change was the ride and suitor thing anyway that's pretty quick um, you know the thing about Minnesota is they're getting better but I think they mirror the way we play quite a bit because they have a lot of youth and a lot of talent through you know bringing people up so I think that's something that they do and I'm wondering what they might do to try to replace Suter but I also knew it was a scout a salary cap issue for him um, so that's a big reason why he had to go okay so there is Minnesota's uh, preview and breakdown of their team the next team I want to talk about is going to be the Winnipeg Jets. Now, Winnipeg is one of those teams that always has an incredible regular season, but never ever finds a way to get going in the postseason. The one thing that they have structurally sound is their goaltending. Uh, Connor Hollebuck is an incredible goaltender, and he won a Vesna, I think, the year before. You know, the one big story was Patrick Laine going to uh, Columbus for Peter P Pierre Dubois that came from Columbus. You know, for Columbus, it was the locker room issue. P uh, Pierre was not happy there, um, so he came here. Um, Patrick Laine's uh, goal production was a little bit down. But once again, it's the story of all teams as there was only a 56-game season. So therefore, I don't think we had enough time to really, you know, be able to challenge or see what people could do. There wasn't enough time to assess those situations. But, you know, Mark Shifley is one of their great defensemen. But once again, he's one of those guys that... Is so undisciplined, you don't know what you're going to get. I mean, towards the end of the playoffs against Montreal last year, he has that vicious uh, boarding and gets himself ejected for the rest uh, for the rest of the for the playoffs. But of course, you know, Montreal ended up sweeping him anyway. So that's it. I mean, goaltending uh, Pierre Dubois with a full season, he'll be a great asset to that team. He'll definitely score some goals, but I'm wondering where the other goal production will come from since Patrick Laine has uh, left and gone to Columbus. Okay, next team on the list is the Arizona Coyotes. This is the very first year the Arizona Coyotes are going to be in our division. So it's very limited on what I know about them. I mean, I do know that they have the great um, Edward Larson, their two-way defenseman, their captain. You know, they got Gulagoski, used to be, you know, a, a Dallas star. Um, the other player they have is Phil Kessel, the great, once great uh, Pittsburgh Penguin. I mean, I really don't know how much, what they have, you know, just yet to give a good assessment of them. But as the year goes on, they'll be fun to watch. The one thing that's interesting for me is for those that have been watching the Dallas Stars as long as I have, um, we used to be in the Pacific Division with Arizona a long time ago. So there was some old school rivalry there and that could potentially start again. It's kind of like when Colorado came over from the Pacific to the um, Central a few years ago and now that rivalry starting to muster again and fuster again. 
And of course, last but not least, obviously the hometown team, the Dallas Stars. There's a lot of moving parts, a lot of things that have happened that I think Jim Neal did an excellent job in putting some more um, team play for us and a higher pedigree on our team. I mean, Ryan Suters, once again, we talked about him earlier. We'll talk about him again. He's going to be such a great leader on this team. And I'm really happy to see him wear uh, the Dallas Stars sweater. Now, the goaltending thing is still kind of a musical chairs of sorts. I mean, we don't know if Ben Bishop is going to be ready for game one or not. They're still saying he's rehabbing. I mean, he had an incredible knee injury. He had to go through incredible knee surgery. I mean, we do know that Tyler Sagan is ready for day one, which is so exciting. So is uh, so so is Alexander Radula, and according to everybody, Rope Hens, who was injured for quite a bit of the year last year, is going to be 100% ready to go as well. But I mean, we just have a great core team, and the one thing that I was very interested. And hopefully they continue with Jamie Ben was they had him play center quite a bit of the year last year and that was a very interesting thing because he won a quite a few face-offs and we 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 weren't we were one of the things we struggled last couple years of having a good good face-off and that was a lot of it had to do with the fact that Tyler Sagan was hurt and you know that's traditionally where Tyler Sagan plays is is the center position so it's going to be quite interesting to see how it is. I'm excited to see Brain, uh, Braden Hopi play goal goal again. You know he didn't do he didn't have the greatest year in Vancouver. Hopefully this is a, a bounce back year. There's still a rumor going on that we might still lose Adobin, which I think is moronic because I mean the guy got us to the Stanley Cup final a year a year or so ago. So I'm really not sure what to think about goaltending but the thing is we have a wealth of it and I think that in today's NHL that's really something that is amazing and helpful uh, because injuries do happen and stuff happens but on the very last note of today's podcast I want to give a memory uh, a living memory an honor to Tony Esposito one of the great goaltenders of our of our sport he passed away today and you know obviously i'm too young to ever get to watch him but i've had had the opportunity to go back and watch like you know the 100 greatest goaltenders on nhl network and see um some of the things that he did i mean he pretty much helped us learn how to play the butterfly position because you watch him he was so good at using his pads and all the things and his brother um you know phil esposito Look what he did at Tampa Bay. I mean, I'm not a Tampa Bay Lightning fan, but he took a team in the South and made them really good. And it's fun to see hockey be good everywhere. You know, Dallas. You know, you know we have it in Tampa. We have it in the desert of Las Vegas. And coming 2021 to 2022... We now have the Seattle Kraken starting in October. The one thing that I love about the sport more than anything, it's evolving and everybody plays and everybody loves it. It's good for all cultures, 
sexual orientations. It doesn't matter who you are, you can love the sport. And, you know, one of the things I love the most about hockey is its equality. And I didn't want to make it too political, but I like to throw that out there because that's one of the things that makes me love this sport is that anybody and everyone can love it. Anyway, this is Jeff with the Dallas Stars Hockey Minute. I will be doing other uh, previews of each of the divisions coming up. The next one will be the uh, uh, Pacific in the Western Conference because we will be facing them a lot more. Obviously, because they're still in our division. We'll talk about the East. We'll talk about the Atlantic and the Metropolitan. But that'll be further in the year, in the time before the season starts. Because we only end up playing those teams two or three times a year. Unless we get to the Stanley Cup Final. And we'll face the Eastern Conference team at that time. Anyway, thank you for listening everybody. And I'm going to do also one more time give a quick reminder that if you're interested in subscribing to my podcast the app is anchor um you can subscribe there it's either anchor.com or you can actually download the app and you know find my podcast there and you can uh subscribe i appreciate the subscriptions because that lets me know that i'm doing something right and that people are enjoying it Anyway, thank you so much, and go Dallas Stars!